Come see Scotty and Hands at Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy in Draper Friday from noon to 3. Take advantage of all the Zone listener specials on cryotherapy, IV drips, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, and more. Time now to talk a little BYU football with Jay Drew. Covering the Cougars, and Jay joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Jay, good morning. Good morning, guys. Okay, I'm telling you right now, I'll introduce you from the Salt Lake Tribune and get it right, but later on I'm going to do that and get it wrong. Just so you know, I, I have a problem with change. PK knows that. Transitions are hard for me. Yeah, it's, uh, me too. It's been, uh, it's been hard to kind of wrap my, my head around this move, but uh, for as of today, I'm still with the Tribune, and uh, then Friday you can start saying the Jay Drew of the Desert News. Oh, okay, so then I can talk to you today, because once you go over there, you're my enemy, brother. <laughs> ah, I thought I was your enemy now. I'm so watchdog uh... through and through. You know that. <laughs> that's where I cut yeah, my teeth. Well... Well, I wish nothing but the best for the good folks over at the Tribune moving forward. Obviously, gave a lot of my heart and soul to that paper for many, many years. So, obviously, I want them to succeed and yeah. and uh, stay uh, viable and all that. So, this just uh, for me personally is, you know, my future and the future of my family. This is just a, a better move for me. But uh, no ill will at all for the Salt Lake Tribune. Coming from me today. Well, it would be for me because they were idiots to lay you off in the first place. Yeah, that was hard to take. I, I hopefully I'm over that. Um, I'm not. That's not why I'm doing this. <laughs> Thanks. No, Thanks, I mean let's Pat. tell them why you're doing it because um, you're getting way more cash. Of course, man, you're living high life. Who cash? It's what it's about. Yeah, well, that's a big part of it. There's obviously some other uh, opportunities and, uh, and for for the challenges and and growth and uh, and you know other things. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie that uh, that's part of it for Cash sure. Cash matters, man, for sure. And then everybody knows that. So, well, we're going to wish you well, and certainly we all wish for the Tribune to stay viable, as you said, because. It's an important entity in the community, plus jobs are at stake, and you don't want people to be without jobs. That creates all sorts of problems. As you knew, you went through it. Was it about two months, six weeks? How long was it? Yeah, about seven to eight weeks. I went through it last uh, a year ago in May. Yeah. So, and that's uh, May and then all of June, and then I got back uh, in early July. Never want to so, see anybody get laid yeah, off. Yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, and anybody who's been laid off, I can certainly yeah. feel for them. Yeah. It's uh, very difficult, especially when you get a little bit, a little bit long in the tooth, like we are, and uh, yeah, absolutely. you know, and I hear you. Kind of start worrying about you know what you're going to do the rest of your life. Serious so, stuff. Very, very fortunate that the Tribune brought me back, and uh, and I'm really thankful now that the Desert News is bringing me on to, to help with their BYU coverage. So you're going to be doing the exact same thing then, or is there any changes? Mostly the exact same thing. I, I'm not sure how we'll divvy up kind of the coverage. Uh, the good news is that Jeff Call and Dick Harmon and Brandon Gurney aren't going anywhere. They'll still be um, on the beat. Uh, of course, Dick's uh, uh, maybe won't be there as long as the other two. But um, so I'm not exactly sure how the it'll all be divvied out. But uh, I can say that I'll 
be a big part of the football and basketball coverage, just as I was at, over at the Tribune. So is Williams, this Tyson kid, is he going to be a big part of the running game for the Cougars? Boy, it sure looks like it. Obviously, we didn't get to watch the scrimmage Saturday, but every person who was asked, you know, who stood out, that's the number one name they brought up is Tyson Williams, said he looked really good. Uh, sounds like some other guys broke off some bigger runs, but um, Tyson was just uh, very difficult to tackle and uh, pick, pretty much picked up positive yardage on every play and, and uh, showed some hands coming out of the backfield. So looks like uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting battle between him and Lopini Katoa. And then Kalani Sataki mentioned that Emmanuel Supka is right there as well. So pretty much those three will will form the uh, you know the, the ball carrying core for the Cougars this year. So are they going to have a line? <clears throat> excuse me. Are they going to have a line to run behind that will open holes? Because no matter how talented you are as a running back, you got to be able to win the battle up front. Obviously. Yeah, on paper they look good. Um, there are a few maybe uh, questionable spots. Obviously, right tackle where they're replacing Austin Hoyt. They got Harris Lachance is is there. Look, probably, according to people that I've talked to, is probably the front runner to be the starter there. They got. Shandon Herring is also pushing him. Um, really solid up the middle with, with James MP at center. Um, a little bit thin if they're not if he goes down or anything because uh, they'll have some inexperience there. But I would say they got eight to nine really solid offensive linemen, and I don't know that I've been able to say that in past years. So on paper, like I said, uh, it looks it looks like it's going to be a, a solid unit. It doesn't seem that the coaches or the individual player, speaking of Zach Wilson, are concerned about his shoulder situation. I'm wondering how much concern you have for him being ready and then what happens when he takes a hit. Yeah, I certainly uh, have thought about that and wondered what will happen. They they had a few of the quarterbacks go live uh, the other day, Baylor Romney and Joe Critchlow, but they had Jaron Hall and, and Zach Wilson with the green jerseys on so they were not hit. I think Zach was asked, you know, do you wish you could get hit, uh, you know, and kind of get back into it, get back on the saddle, so to speak. And he said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I'll get hit enough in the games, you know. I don't, I don't need to, to get hit. He's he's just a really smart kid that way. He knows that, uh, you know, that that you don't want to risk anything right now this close to the season opener. I think a lot of people are uh, curious what Zach is like. You've had a chance to talk to him, be around him a little bit, uh, give people a sense of the, his personality and who he is a little bit, what he's like. Well, he's really confident without being cocky, I would say. He's a leader. Um, people kind of gravitate to him. He's got kind of a, um, I don't know if you'd call it a wry sense of humor. He's uh, He's obviously a football junkie, but... He, he, you can tell he kind of keeps up on everything that's going on. He knows what's been kind of being said and written about him. Um, but he's just a pretty engaging kid. He's well-spoken. Um, you know, he, he opened the other day, he opened kind of with some quip about, I'm only here because I have, so I don't get fined, you know. And uh, 
and so he's good, and he's he's kind of the more conversational than maybe like Tanner Mangum was, or some of the even Taysom Hill. Um, they they were a little bit more kind of robotic and maybe saying what they were expected to say. Where I, I think Zach's not really afraid to kind of just state his opinions. Like in the uh, media day, he took a little heat where he said, "I think we should score every time we touch the ball" or something to that effect. And, he took a little heat for that, but but that's just him being genuine and and literally every quarterback thinks that. But I you know credit Zach for basically saying coming out and saying that, and not really worrying about the consequences. So so I've I've really enjoyed our interactions. I think he's a really great great young man. Does eight wins get a contract extension for Kalani? Because I think it does. Say that again. What was the question? Eight wins, contract extension. Yeah, I think so. I think eight wins. I think a couple of those wins have to come against the rivals, um, Boise State, Utah State, and, of course, Utah. Um, I think if he goes 0-3 against those, I think uh, that won't be good. So, yeah, I would I would agree with you, PK, that uh, eight wins is probably going to be good enough but i think with the caveat that he's got to he's got to beat the rivals especially utah state i i think people will forgive him for losing to utah again because i mean let's face it utah's really good this year but losing again to utah state which would be the third time in a row for the first time since i think 1974 would not be good and then obviously losing at home to boise state after all the close games they've had and and uh and the kind of the futility streak against the Broncos would not be good either. So so yeah, I, I think eight wins is pretty safe to say that that would happen. Jay Drew joining us here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone covering the uh the BYU Cougars. You know, you you've got the advantage of perspective now, Jay. You've been on this beat for a while and seen a lot of things come and go and there's been we can always get you fans on our show who will say, yeah, they're always optimistic down there. Do you think the level of optimism that you sense around the team matches what they're really capable of doing, or do you feel like it's out of whack? Boy, that's a tough one. I feel like it might be a tad out of whack. I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but I think they're putting a lot of confidence, the players, everybody on Zach Wilson and based on what he was able to do in the bowl game and also based on how well they played against Utah the first, you know, three quarters uh, in November. So I think they, you know, are kind of basing a little too much on that and not remembering that they did struggle against Northern Illinois and, you know, Boise state and some other programs, even UMass in the, in the first quarter and uh, and so until they've really gotten more consistent, I guess, I would say that some of this confidence might be a little misplaced. I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but I just, I think, uh, you know, every team's optimistic right now. I mean, that's no one's taken an, an L yet, but, but that, that would be just my one little, you know, one little uh, hang up is that, that, they're basing a little too much on one bowl game last year against a pretty pretty mediocre team. 
It seems like they still have some positions up in the air on defense, right? Particularly maybe middle linebacker and corners. Yeah, for sure. Middle linebacker where, you know, they're trying to replace the only talkie talkie and, and, uh, Lisa Tuiaki said Saturday that, you know, it's kind of still between four guys. Um, obviously, uh, they got like Peyton Wilgar and Jackson Kafusi and, and some names that most BYU fans probably have never heard of. So that, that is definitely, uh, probably the biggest, you know, spot where they need to find somebody. Um, there, and at corner, you know, Chris Wilcox, it doesn't look like he's going to be back yet. Might have to redshirt. So then they had a couple guys, you know, leave the program, Trevion Green. Uh, and so at corner, they're a little um, suspect. They've moved Diane Gunwalaku from safety to corner. So that probably shows you they have some concern there. Um, but they got some good guys. They got D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, uh, the played a little bit last year that you should be able to step in but but it's not as deep as it looked to be say six months ago any other uh problems that might be just a little under the radar maybe not a huge problem but red flag just a little bit of a red flag going up other positions well at receiver i'm not convinced they got uh you know obviously losing neil powell hurts um I'm not totally sold that, you know, Gunnar Romney and Talon Shumway and Micah Simon, I mean, these are the same names we had, they had last year, Aleva Hifo, that they're going to take these major steps. They're high on a, a freshman receiver, Keanu Hill out of Texas, that, that uh, Jeff Grimes said had a great scrimmage the other day, made some big catches, showed a little bit of uh, breakaway ability. Um, but obviously he's a freshman, very untested, so... I guess I'm not sold yet that this receiving core is going to take leaps and bounds. And they, they keep talking about chunk plays and, you know, making big plays and explosiveness. And and uh, until I see it, uh, I don't know that they've got the guys on that are, can really do that on a consistent basis. This Yoli Childs thing, to me, just pretty much almost eliminates them getting an at-large bid if he's going to be out nine games. That's a significant blow. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's tough. And I think there's some people that, that think maybe they can get this overturned. But from what I understand, it's they, they've already had that chance. This, uh, this announcement the other day came after BYU's appeal was denied. So, so there's no more appeals to be made. Uh, unless the NCAA and you know makes a major turnaround, it looks like you'll, you know Yoli will be sitting for nine games. And you're right. I mean, they got some really tough games uh, at Houston. Um, obviously, that Utah game on December fourth might be it might be game nine. It might be game ten where he would be back. We're not really sure yet because they haven't released the schedule. But uh, but certainly it's. Uh, it's going to be very, very difficult because to make the NCAA tournament, you got to go in those nine games. They probably got to go eight and one or or seven and two at worst, just because of uh, you know the weak WCC schedule that doesn't do anything to boot to you know bump their RPI or their I guess they call it the net ranking now uh, is what the NCAA goes by, but kind of the same principle. What's your theory on why it was nine games and not 
one or two or three? I don't really know. I mean, every, obviously that's what Nick Emery got, you know, so nine games is kind of a, I don't know if that's, it's uh, roughly a third of the season. Um, but I, I don't know. I saw on the internet yesterday that Jay Billis was saying that, um, that he heard some in the NCA wanted to make it the whole season that basically, which would ostensibly have caused, Yoli to, to go, you know, to leave school and to go pro because, uh, um, you know, why why go to school when you can't play uh, when you could be making money elsewhere? So there's a lot of theories out there, but uh, I, my guess is it's just the kind of the one-third of the season is what kind of the NCAA decided was a, was a fair punishment or penalty. Well, Jay, we appreciate having you on during your Salt Lake Tribune era, and we'll have you on again, you know, in the in the D News era. That sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. It'll All be right. fun. Congratulations on the new gig. Thanks for uh, coming on. All right, guys. Thanks for the support over the years. It's been awesome.